Hi guys, we are back again on the Build With Mel show and I have Caroline here with me. So Caroline's actually one of my friends and I've actually seen her startup go from starting to where she is now and it's quite impressive. Um, so yeah, she's been on the full journey and it's really exciting to have her because I actually know her business um, model well so I can give her you know much more detailed advice into it. Um, so Caroline actually has a really cool marketplace and it's basically for people that don't want to rent out their Airbnb and don't want to give it away for the whole night, but they have a beautiful home or a car or a location that they want to offer to use for a couple of hours to shoot um, at. So content creators can then go and find these locations and book through Scoutly. So that's what she does. And I think it's really cool idea. Caroline, how did you even come up with that? Is that like, I remember you told me once when I've seen your pictures so many times, but was that an experience? Were you in content creation yourself or how did you come up with it? Thanks Mel for having me. I'm so excited. So it came about about when I had my previous startup, uh, I was doing a marketplace for commercial kitchen space and some people were contacting us for photo shoots to use our kitchens. And when I closed down the business, I was thinking that maybe there's something to do with locations. And when I asked people, what do they use for location for photo shoots? Uh, some people told me that there's a few different options. Oh, you have to use a very expensive uh, location scout. Oh, you have to go like find a full house or on Airbnb and you have to rent it for a full night. And uh, the other option was to ask all your friends, your family and all your network. And that was difficult. And the negotiation and also the search is very difficult. That's where we really focus. It's If you just, for example, want a bathroom, a pink bathroom, you don't want to go on Airbnb and look at every house and every bathroom. It will be like taking you forever. So we focus on really finding what you need. Oh, amazing. So you're saying that, you know, on Scoutly, you can literally type in pink bathroom and that actually will generate results. If I actually go on there and type in pink bathroom, it will show me okay. anywhere. Pink bathroom. Let me change that soon. Right now you can type bathroom and you can see all my bathroom. You can type your oh. price. You can type the number of people. But we're working on the next feature about like typing what you need exactly will come next. Cool. Okay, that's, that's pretty fantastic. I mean, for even movies and everything that you need. So you're really covering that area. So right now, and we were just talking earlier, so just to catch everyone else up, I was saying that your site looks fabulous, like from what I've seen and the journey and you've got features and you're getting press. So I was saying like, you know, you're doing pretty well. It's looking like, so where do you feel is the biggest challenge right now mm -hmm. for you? Scale. And I think you had a view on that. So would you just share again? Um, so what? where's the biggest challenge now for Scale? Because I see so many listings on there. There's like thousands of listings. So, but you were saying that that's still an issue. So can you just share that? Like what's happening? Yeah. I think the main issue for us still is the number of listings and even more when we're thinking about price range. So anyone with content creators are very price sensitive. Right now, our main bookings are for producers that have quite big budget. So for all of them, we, our price is very good. But where we see that will go down in the future is any type of content creation. So it can be a photographer, it can be an influencer on Instagram or uh, on YouTube that just need a location for a few hours. And I think right now our price is still too high. But I think by adding much more location, people will have a bigger price range and people will be able to find what they want. And something just to add to what you said before. Um, so it doesn't have to be only beautiful. So we're also looking for like very normal or ugly is even more difficult to find because finding a beautiful location, there's kind of a lot of people doing that. Yeah. Where we are different is we want to have like a massive range of choice where if you're looking for like an ugly bed setting, or ugly bathroom to do an ad or to do a, a music video or something, you can just find what you need. Yeah, yeah. I saw that it's a lot of the variation is important because you need to create realistic scenes in all these. So it can be all the different scenes can be created. Okay, so you're saying listing is important, but have, have you also talked to everyone that lists that your price is too high or, you know, when you have that onboarding process for Airbnb, like they recommend how much this should be or you can, I guess, even if you don't have that feature, like have you told them, like, would they reduce the prices or whatever, like so, or is that something that you've tried to, to reduce? Because that seems like the problem that it's 
quite high, you know, $1,000 for mm. a strip in a kitchen is, you know, quite expensive and you could just rent yeah. it for the whole day. Yeah. Um, so we try to send some email out, but the issue as well is, uh, you know, like emails, sometimes they just don't work. And the uh, issue that we had before, we changed that recently, is they, were, they didn't have to put their mobile phone number. And so if you just send an email and tell them like, oh, please change your pricing, they usually don't see it or they don't know how to access the platform anymore. So now we're making the onboarding better. We're making the experience better. And soon we'll be able to tell them like, we think that having a, a kitchen in, in Sydney, you can put this price range per hour being yeah. like you can put it more expensive, but you will get less booking. So it's up to everyone. But uh, yeah, definitely. Um, we will change that now. Yeah. And the other conversation that was really interesting for me and I want to touch on it was, I know you were saying, you know, let's increase the listing so that there can be more price competition and then it becomes more, because I guess the cheaper you can drive this price down, the more people can get advantage of the platform and it's not just for, uh, it can be for photographers and it can be for influencers and everything like that. So what I wanted to more talk about was, you were saying that you were missing, you still couldn't service the market in a lot of, you know, categories. And I was trying to say, is there a particular location plus, you know, particular item or location plus, you know, where, I don't know, a car in a particular location that keeps coming up? Like, do you see any trends in terms of, I need this, I keep missing out on bookings because I don't seem to have this category in this location? Um, I will not say like one category in one location yet, just because still we're probably not big enough and we don't have enough data to be able to say that. But I keep seeing receiving requests that we cannot manage just because of like the type of style that they want, something very particular. Like for example, retro, we only have a few hours that are retro house and, and this guy used to do shoots and they always think that they should get much more for their house. Where yeah. I really want to focus is not people that use their house for shooting location before, is like people that have something that they don't realize they have and they can make a lot of money out of that. Mm. And, and by just renting it out for a price, that's a win-win for everyone. So if you get an extra 200 300 $400 just by leaving your house and you come yeah. back home and your left, house is left clean, I yes. think that's definitely worth it. So some people like... When I'm speaking to some people that just do shoots, they're like, oh no, like, like I do minimum 250 per hour for my kitchen living room because it's not, it's not worth to pay the cleaner. And I'm like, how much do you pay the cleaner? Because mm -hmm. I probably don't have the same cleaner as you. And, mm -hmm. and that's fine if they are people like that. But I do think that like my aim is to really empower people that uh, cannot usually do, uh, it's not they don't want to do it. It's because it's more like they cannot do it because having a spare bedroom or a spare house in Sydney or in Melbourne or anywhere else later down the track is just too expensive. So we're really aiming to get people to be able to just uh, use uh, their their car when they're not using it, their bathroom when they're not using it. And right now, even if they're working from home, they can be working from their bedroom and they can just get someone to come and do a shoot in the kitchen. And, and that doesn't matter as well. So, yeah. so with, with marketplaces, the reason I was trying to get you to think about location and a particular category is because, you know, when I play in marketplaces, it's such a big landscape, you know, and it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. The amount of categories and the amount of location, because it's the first, it's the only kind of marketing that has so much dual play. Because you've got the location that you have to deal with. Because if, if you don't have the location, it's not going to work for everyone because it's a physical situation that you're serving up. And then you've yeah. got the category that you can serve in that location. So it's like dealing with two things. Whereas if you think about a normal e-commerce store, they don't do it the dual. They just go, yeah. you put an item and they'll ship it to you. So they don't have mm. the issue of location. You're dealing with a multi marketplaces are so difficult because you're dealing with the problem of what is my asset and what location it is. So you've got a complexity there um, straight away, and then you've got a two-sided situation where you don't you're, you're always feeling like I don't have enough of this, I don't have enough of that. So I always try to say with marketplaces and the way that I've seen how marketplaces have grown, it is by location and category focus. And mm. once you start, look, once you try and start serving on I'm going to do Sydney really well with these particular categories. And it's all overwhelming as well because I have many categories. But I saw you're getting 
pretty cool in the car scene, like the vehicles that you're doing. Like it seems like a real um, differentiator. And I've seen that you've kind of really pushed yourself into having um, a proposition and change your page title and everything to really serve up vehicles. So that must have been a niche that you found out of nowhere that has really served you well. Is that right? Uh, I think it's coming. Uh, we didn't get that many bookings yet for cars, but it's definitely something that like we get more requests. Uh, I think the main thing, the if we had to choose one category in one location, will be kitchen in sit kitchen in Sydney are very very popular, and I will never yeah. think about that. <laughs> Is your campaign strategy now to all keep finding more kitchens in Sydney? right now like have you got a strategy and a campaign that is very focused around kitchens in sydney i don't have any campaign right now i don't have any i haven't done any like proper campaign yet so but that's all right but is there a strategy in your head that goes more kitchens in sydney will result in more bookings of this like is that something that you've thought about or are thinking about now as we're talking about it that as we're mm. breaking it down and we're talking about it if we had an objective, let's have an objective yeah. that yeah. if we got more kitchens in Sydney, would that at the end of the day result in more bookings, do you think? Yeah. And anyway, if someone starts to list their kitchen, they will also list like, they will like, oh, I can also list my living room and my blah, blah, blah. So by yeah. just even focusing on kitchen, it could also help by getting um, uh, much more total inventory anyway. Okay. Okay, so kitchens in Sydney. And what would be an, your second category that you'd be like, if I could get X in this location, if we talked. So I keep bringing you back to this because in marketplaces, I really like to talk like this. And I'll explain why, because the whole marketing strategy sits behind location and categories. Yeah. So that's why I'm really getting you to focus so we can go on this journey. So what would be your second category that you think and what location would that be in that could really get you um, bookings that you're missing I out. I would say yeah? swimming pools, swimming pools in Sydney as well. Okay, okay. So we've got uh, two now. And even more right now, heated swimming pool. Swimming <laughs> pool right now, okay. Because so, they need to do photo shoot pretending that they're jumping in the pool and everything. <laughs> and right now, the, the model... Caroline to jump in the heated uh, or, the, or, the, or the cold pool. Like, <laughs> we need to do it as well. You probably, have to pay, you probably have to pay them less if you have to jump into a heated pool. <laughs> okay, cool. I love that. Okay, so the, we've got down to two categories. So we, but now we're just going to focus on that. And that, that's how I really like to work marketplaces is by category and location. So say that now you're, you're going to try and get as many listings of people that have swimming pool. And I think you've got a pretty good, do you, are you comfortable with your digital strategy on how you would find people who have pools? Like what's your strategy in actually getting listings of people that have pools in Sydney? Because, I mean, that's, it. that's a lot of people. Um, how would you go, how are you kind of going about getting those people to come? Usually the best way that we found so far is when we get a special request and, and publish it on as many Facebook groups as possible and just ask people and, and, and all the inventory that they send us um, for this shoot, we send it to the client, but all the, the one that got picked and didn't pick um, yeah. we, we list them on the platform. So, so far, I would say most of it is that. And also, um, when we look at other inventory, like, for example, it can be swimming pools, but like different hotels, the type of accommodation, we also try yeah. to contact them by email on different platforms. But we haven't done what I'm looking next is uh, looking at Facebook and also Instagram, um, because many people post swimming pool on Instagram. But um, yeah. I didn't take the time yet to be able to see how can we even target them because there's, I'm sure, some simple ways to do it. But Have you tied up with, have you tied up with real estate agents at all? I tried at the, big, I tried at the very beginning. Yeah, and how did that go? And they... they, they they cannot get a commission straight away or they don't get much money or like they, they don't really want to okay. like what about, ask their what owners. About, what about this? There is, you can buy ad positions in realestate.com. Have you seen that? It's an in-browse experience. Mm. And I'm, I'm now talking outside of Facebook and typical because, uh, you know, this is an untypical, like what, what, what you're trying to curate 
when yeah. people are looking to rent and they yeah. can't afford maybe that, that this is where you probably want to appear very much so at the front of when people are having a browsing experience and they're about to buy a house or rent a house. That's when you're actually thinking, oh my God, it's going to cost me X, Y, Z, right? So mm. I personally think I would spend on that platform being okay. realestate.com. And I think you can take a buying position even from Google to serve it there because they have ad networks, but I would really focus on that browsing experience, whether it's domain or real estate. And they're as you're browsing, they've got pull, you know, people that do pulls, they're like got little ads there that come up going, hey, and you also would be like, want to make some extra cash from your home or want to mm. make some extra cash. You really need to be, I think, making sure you're, if you're going to spend on ads, you spend yep. it in those domains. Have you looked at that, what it, it, it is to potentially buy a position on their application um thought about it but uh, finally decided to not do it uh, just because i was not sure if even people will by the time that they there i was thinking like how long it will take for them to maybe have a new house and think again about us like i was thinking like maybe just by pushing on facebook like for for example like everyone who was already who is listed as like a airbnb owner or someone who is like because anyone can be a host, I was thinking that like it would be cheaper, easier to just get someone that already has a house than someone that is maybe dreaming of maybe having the house. Um, yeah, I mean, before you spend on Google or fa- with Facebook ads, I'll tell you how mm-hmm. I would do that in a second, like how I would yeah. do it. But I think that idea of like just posting on you know the groups and getting people. I think that's a really fantastic and a really cheap acquisition way to do it. And I think it's a smart way because it's really like you've already got the lead, but it's when you can't close. I guess the problem is sometimes you don't get the right people and then you can't close your deal. So you naturally you want people already there. So if you wanted to like, you know, aggressively, aggressively grow, I would yeah. look at the real estate.com and domain.com where people, when people are looking to purchase a property or they're making a buying decision, I would, I would be taking positions there, not on those in terms of lead generating for listing. Now, once say that, that you took those positions, like, you know, Hey, have you got a swimming, you know, um, you're going to rent a place with a swimming pool and want some extra cash. That's what I see mm. on there. And they click on it and they see scoutly. Um, this is what you're offering. So now they've left a footprint on your site, mm. right? They've left a mm. footprint. Yeah. So you've not collected data at this point of someone that is interested and that, that, that is really, really cool. Or once they've clicked on it um, and they land on a site, you know, your registration site, like, yes, it's only a second. It should be really simple. Leave your mail. um, You know, if no time to fill it in, leave your email, we'll shoot out some details to you about how this all works or something or an exit pop-up. So it's just, you're just trying to get people that are interested for your listing, because you said you had a listing problem, I would be solving your listing problem by taking positions in unique places, not in a traditional Google and Facebook, because I just don't think it will. I don't think it will work. But now let's imagine we've got that's what you've done, and you've got this. Yep. You've got these pools, and you've got these kitchens that yep. are actually on your site. Um, and there's other strategies, obviously, that you can do with. I, I'm trying to think whether you could tie up with. Um, do you know Hey You that's in our in Fishburners? Yeah. Have you talked to him about whether there's any potential that his real estate agents when they sell something and whether that you know they could mention your company that it can be listed there or not? Like has there been any because I do think partnerships and I know you're trying to do that could be valuable, yeah. but I, I, I keep thinking playing into that real estate market as much as possible. But if you can't play and partner, just take the ad positions at least yeah. spend to see if it's a good return. So we've got all these pools and everything now. So someone's now come on and how are you going to get people now to find out that Scoutly has these pools that they can now book and, you know, do for fo- and undertake photo shoots or whatever. Like how are they going to find out that you've got all these pools yeah. and kitchens and in Sydney? So tell me about like what you're doing right now and what mm-hmm. you think you need to be doing as well so I can kind of guide you on what I think. Um, yeah, so what we started to do is contact uh, many producers uh, in Sydney that uh, uh, do advertisement. That's our main focus right now. 
Um, so yes, LinkedIn right now is a big tool for us. We also had yeah. some email campaign uh, that we used yeah. and um, we had a bit of word of mouth starting. So that's a good thing for us. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we did try to look at influencer like Instagrammers yeah. early yeah. early early on but yeah. at the early stage it was even more expensive on our platform so they were definitely like tea like it's definitely too expensive for us yeah. we, i still yeah. think that um it will be the future of scarly where um, content creator will be able to book location everywhere traveling at some point again um where they travel for their shoots they will be able to go everywhere but that's i think down the track same we need uh, much more inventory and affordable inventory for them and also like different like um you know like a beautiful view or like something very cool in your garden that they can use as an instagram post like someone wants to do an ad for ebay would be very very different on the swimming pools that you've got that they can jump into exactly and because if you have enough swimming pool you will have enough different swimming pool that are like interesting because the issue with pools for example if you only have like 10 they sometimes just look exactly the same so you, yeah. you need something yeah. a bit different um so how so i say that i'm an influencer and where would yeah. i go and be like i want to do a photo shoot where would i go to um or if i'm a photo you know person where would i normally go and you said would I, would I, do you think I would ever go on Google to find a location or where would I go? I would just go to Airbnb, you think, would be my natural. Uh, I think step one is they usually ask on Facebook and that's where we got some good leads is like people tagging and be like, hey, Caroline can help you to find this. Or yeah. people saying like, check Scoutly, they do that. So that's yeah. where we got some good leads from that. Yeah. Um, and of course, many people don't know about us. So it's like, how many people can we tell that we exist and they can remember us? So at least when their friends are looking for something, they know about us and they tell about us. Um, they do sometimes look on, they, there is a bit of um, search on Google, but uh, it was not very big, I think. And But at the same time, it's definitely worth it because right now no one is using it. Like even if like I have some competitors that are quite different or uh, some, sometimes a bit similar, uh, yeah. No one is betting on Google yet. So I think it's also a good time when no one is playing with it uh, to play with that. Yeah. So I want to go back to Facebook because I think, I think it's, it's, there's, there's a potential strategy. There's a really cool strategy there and um, I want to talk about it. So you know how like you've already found out about LinkedIn and like the kind of titles that are working in LinkedIn that you yeah. want to target. Now with Facebook, you can also drive traffic to your um, to your site the same way. I have done that. And sometimes you don't have a lot of success because you're just kind of spending money to do brand awareness that, you know, you've got these pools that mm. are there and they're not ready, but it, it's yeah. really, like, it's about once you, once you kind of land them there, you have to quickly try and get their email. So if you, if you don't have something to, capture that lead if you don't get further information it's a real big waste of time because they're going to forget about you they're not going to make that buying decision so what i'm saying is there has to be a content that would be created i'm just thinking what how i would do it you've done those videos i've seen it's really looking nice and i would target them at job titles knowing that they're creators or something so facebook allows you to actually target by job titles as well so have you done some of that targeted by job titles on facebook I, I tried a tiny one, but it was just uh, me trying, so it was very unsuccessful. No, it was not that unsuccessful, but... Uh, um, with that video that I saw? With that the video, video? Yeah, the video was too long and I was still wait, I'm still waiting. <laughs> my my brother helped me to do it, and oh, I'm yeah. still waiting for my brother to, to, to change yeah. some of it so I could make it shorter, because the issue was it was too long for an ad, so I need to make something like tiny, like very short. With- you see an ad right and you go and you see it once did they click on that or did they just view nothing happened like did you let them send them there's been some clicks and some uh some people went to the website uh but yeah did you, after try, I just... did you try send did you try send message by any any chance like did you try a campaign with send message like to inquire and find out more uh, no well i don't know i don't even know what this <laughs> so when you set up the facebook ad that called yeah. 
question, one of them can be send a message to us. Okay. So it doesn't have to go to the website because you see when you go to the website, you've lost, you don't have, you don't really know information or you can't contact them again other, other than mm-hmm. doing a retargeting and spending more money. So what I'm saying is if you ask them, send me a message so they can call, they can talk to you. Then you all of a sudden, you know, start actually having dialogue with them. You can start mm-hmm. collecting data and you know that these are the people that potentially could be interested in the in the future to deal with to deal with me so send message is a better tactic i notice than just sending them in the middle of nowhere to a site so what i'm saying is when you're running these campaigns you have to think um the you have to think creatively like how do i get this person and how because you've got to create seven other touch points with these people now so how are you going to create that touch point again because they're not going to spend everyone that goes they're going to spend lots of money as soon as they see my ad that's lies you know that's not that's not real digital marketing the real thing yeah. is you're just spending money to get something one and you're just getting you just want to either be and the only reason you're doing an ad is so you can contact them again so if people start thinking like this and they so i'm just spending like you know x amount of money yeah. so that i can talk to them one more time but the second time i can talk to them is for free i don't have to pay for the privilege of spending the ad so how can you talk to them again without spending money mm. should your mind? So if they send you a message, what happened is now you can see there's a, there's a, there's a, um, there's an application. I want you to look it up. It's called many chats. Yep. Okay. It's what you manage all the inflow because a lot of people send messages. It lets a team sort of manage inflow of the influx of leads that you can actually keep track of what's going on and there's lots of automation built into that check it out it's called many chats okay so you can run a campaign by send message but then at least you can have tag it see what's going on reach out to them again in bulk and stuff like that which can be really advantageous so going back again to that whole facebook situation one question about that do you do it from directly from your facebook company profile for the for the many chat or for the um, yeah. send message many chats many chats you go there and it will connect it will connect to your company's account yeah and it will connect right. all the pages and whatever you want to connect so so we've got these people that we're targeting potentially on Facebook and we're building brand awareness second creative that I think is really interesting for me that I would serve to them yeah. is what is the average price prices of like you know shoot locations because I think they're interested in that, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. don't you think that's interesting knowledge for them? Like, so they can download the report. I would do a report, like it may be a 10 or 15 page report that you just put together of all these things in your site and what are the average, you know, prices. Because people mm-hmm. want to know this. The only reason I would do that is because I want their emails, okay? So I want, mm-hmm. I want their emails and I don't want to pay again to... Um, talk to them, like, you know, retarget to them again. So I would create a report and it would be something like, you know, download, it would have the download button because I think there is yep. one that you can download. And I think I talked about this in one of my previous build with Mel and it's called a high intent, high intent Facebook ad where, right. yeah, it's called a high, it's called the lead generation is where you start. So it's a lead generation is, you know, when yep. you click traffic or conversion or whatever. Yeah. So I'm saying that pick lead generation. Once you're in the lead generation, you, you know, upload like this is the report, blah, 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 download this, you know, one-off report and you target it to all the job titles that we talked about. They, when they download, you can choose on the form, what kind of form do you, they have to fill out. And there's an actual tick box that you can say, I want high intent. When they, when you have a high intent, everything's pre-filled for them. Mm. Okay. As in their detail, it's not, they don't have to sit there and type in what the email is. Facebook just pre-fills that information and they just go, okay, and they get to download the report. And okay. you just have to provide a link to the report, whether that's a Google Doc or whatever, um, it's, it's a link. So once they kind of provide their email, they get access to this. Okay. Now you've got these emails of all these people that wanted access to this report because they're obviously interested to know how much, you know, kitchen goes for, what the average price is of a, you know, photo shoot location. So I'm just thinking creatively, you might have more ideas what they might be interested in, but a report is interesting usually for people that are within that, you know, how much should I pay for a kitchen in Sydney? Once you've got their emails, so you must have already emails of people that are subscribed in, but you've got these emails. 
what do you think, um, what do you think that you, what kind of content would you think that you should serve up to them to make them remember that you are here, like Scoutly is here when they are ready to make a buying choice? Like, what do you mean, like, when they are ready? Because we don't really know like, when. But we don't know. We don't know when they're going to be ready. They might be ready <laughs> tomorrow and they might be ready in seven months' time. So, yeah. so when they are, like, hunting for yeah. a place, because we don't know, they might be out of work when they've seen and downloaded this, like, they might not be doing it right yeah. now or they might be busy on another shoot and they've already got yeah. their schedule. But we don't know when the buying decision or the buying decision cycle is, okay? So some of them it's going to be tomorrow. Mm. Now, they've seen your ad, they've downloaded your report, they've forgotten about you at that mm. point, but you've got their email, right? So yeah. what kind of content would you have to serve to them in that email to remind them that you are here and you do have yeah. – so what, what, would, what, would, what do you think that would be valuable for them? Um, I think just showing them, like, um, the new location on Scoutly, but also, like, uh, what was the last shoot that happened on Scoutly? Like we right. were creating a new section on Scoutly about like all the new shoot that um, people did, and some of them yeah. are like very cool ads or very good shoots of short movie. So also yeah. um, showing them like maybe some um, small snippet of what happened. Perfect. So if you can commit to one email every fortnight to everyone that has ever come through that funnel that is, and I would do this to the whole everyone that comes through the funnel. So mm-hmm. um, just like, so there'll be two emails. One was all the new listings that have come on. Yep. And the other one, the second email will be about a particular shoot that happened. And you can go back to all the shoots that happened. So every two weeks, it will be on rotation. And it's just a simple email, not too long. It should take you no longer than, you know, two hours to write up. Hey, and it should come from you maybe because it's like still the company is, you know, small enough and it's personal enough and yeah. hey, and you know how to do it. So it's just like, hey, I'm, um, I just wanted to show you guys. And it should just have, these are the kind of the new listings that we've had. Really excited to have added that. Um, just want, I'm sending you this because I want to keep you guys uh, updated on what's going on in Scoutly and the, you know, the um, growth that we are having. So you're reminding them every time on that email, what kind question, of, yeah. Question about that. Um, I'm not sure how much have you tried about email, but something that I'm not sure is like, uh, I tried before, um, even for investors and things like this, I've tried like including picture or not including picture, including video and not including video, including links and not including links. Like yeah. any tips about that? Because I feel like the bounce rate, well, be bounce rate or, or, spam or things like this can be quite okay the biggest thing is i don't know if you know is subject line did you know Uh, that so i don't know if it's this no i didn't know that was the main thing that's the main thing so that determines whether they're going to open it or not so i've my email open rate is about 80 percent once you figure out what the subject line is so let me Mm. tell you what happens in subject lines what you want to do imagine i wrote an email don't open this would you open it well, yeah, depending uh, with depending with sending it, <laughs> right? So you probably like, why saying that, or you said you need to see this. Mm. Um, I had to, I had to let you know. Dot dot dot. There is particular ways that you have to entice that open rate. You know, mm. if you have to, and it it's about co- good copywriting. It really is, and that's why I always say the copywriters like they're the best things that ever happen because they know the psychology of yeah. you know the open, like how do you go from five percent to eighty percent open rate? that's happened to me my emails were like three percent open rate and then I get like 88 percent open rates and it was just because I changed the subject line okay mm. so then it's about the body about the next thing that you want to do in email is make sure that it's easy to read short sentences not paragraph so when you when people write emails they think they have to you only should, you should separate sentence by sentence, like sentence that's that long. And then the next one that long, like literally one line with gaps. So it's easy to consume. That's the hardest way to write emails right now. And yes, clicks are good. Photos, not too many, one or two. It's kind of like irritating when it's, because when you're in mobile, the photos don't come up anyway. So it mm. can be irritating. So it's more about the text right now, actually, in email and being able to read really quickly, even if the email's long, but if it's broken down into short things and you can kind of glimpse over it, 
it's a really nice journey. And I, I'll send you some examples um, of that, Caroline, like directly to your um, email as to what's really, what I think is doing. I'll just do it for you right now because I'll forget. And um, my, my issue is if I have to show them the new location and if I only do two pictures, so will I no, only you, show them the location or should I send them somewhere? Just put, or? Just put it in a Canva, um, like, you know, that these are the, you know, six new location and then there can be a click see them all so you just have like I'm oh, so you put you put one picture but one picture is like six picture for example yeah, you can do six pictures in the one picture like you know in canvas you just <laughs> it seems so simple but yeah, it's just... yeah so just so I just sent you an email um I won't say from who so don't it's someone else's company and it um <laughs> but when you get it you'll see how they've used the photo right at the top right yeah. and how the email is broken into very short little chunks and see how long it is and look how they've used the images okay so and then look how they've signed off and how many times they've actually created click opportunities not many but there's like a couple of like three four times as well um so yeah i want you to have a look at that because i just want you to take that format if you're not a good mm -hmm. at writing hire an email content um writer if you don't know someone, yep. just let me know and connect you with people. And they will just write for you. Um, and they'll write for you because it's sometimes as founders, it's like overwhelming. Like we have so much to share. So it's like, you know, these are my six locations and this is my update. Like do the, do the email for me and these are my three link opportunities that I need. So you just give them that. They create something really nice and snappy for you. And then all of a sudden you're getting, um, the reason I'm telling you this is because you need to make sure that they, you're front in mind because when that opportunity happens mentally, yep. the opportunity comes up, you sometimes forget, you know, that you downloaded that report three months ago and you then forget. Um, and you might want to even think about like, do you want to create, as you get better at emails because you're only doing two because you haven't started yet, you might start segmenting your list. Like you might send mm. different things to the people that are listers, like that actually listed their portfolio profile and they might always continue to get all oh, these are all listings so everyone might get that email that any you know, tips all... any tips because my issue for example is I, I would like to send an email to like I have a database now of like all the people that are on my platform but some of them I don't even know if some of them have listings so I know that um uh I know that uh, they have locations but some of, of them I don't know if they are producer or not um, any any tips about like sending them an email so I can try to so, tell them like what yeah who are you what do you want to receive and okay. how can you after manage that properly um, it's been well, in my mind well, <laughs> well, okay so you're saying that your list the people that are listed on that have listed on your profile okay uh, so that like just like, some people some people some people have just signed up to my prof, like to Scalfy but I don't know why. I don't know if they are producer. I don't know if they maybe one day released their house or, or why they're here. You will know. You will know their interest because you know how you're going to create the clickbait opportunities. Like sign up. One of your click opportunities might be list your list your place here because you you know mm -hmm. the people that are creators, they might also want to list their place too. It, yeah. it might be that you get dual. So when they when when you ha when you use proper emails and you see they clicked on list your like this person has clicked on this, you're getting yeah. more data and then you know that that person is interested in listing their place. So the three opportunities that you're going to create that is going to be list your place, view more, view more um, of our listing. So depending on which one they clicked, you're going to know. And if they clicked on both, they, they should be, they're interested in doing both, you know? So you've got these, that's why you create, create the click opportunities because you're trying to de determine who are these people and what are they interested in. I don't want what you to you get both. any any yeah. platform that you recommend that you use to send your email and to be I, able to track all that. Active, I, I've used Active Campaign. You I've do? used. You it's worth the with, price. It's, it's it depends. How big your, it's, it depends how big your email list is. So yeah, I think okay. there's. I think there's. It depends if you're over. There's also Mailchimp. You know, you can obviously use that. I've moved on to HubSpot recently. But the delivery is not as good as it was on Active Campaign, to be honest with you. Um, I used to be on HubSpot, but yeah. You stopped? It just, yeah, it becomes way too expensive. When yeah, it's too small. <laughs> and the delivery, the delivery is, um, the delivery is like not that great, to be honest. So I'm still wondering why that is. I'm just trying to work on that um, with them. So 
I think if you've got it, there's also other really great email lists as well, but I, I tried active campaign. It seemed to work for me. There's I think there's also obviously MailChimp. I think it can give you the same thing. You want to start honestly, like all the stuff I'm telling you, like you'll slowly get there. Like, Oh, they clicked on this. Now what do I do? It's better to just mm. keep it simple and just say, and commit yourself to two emails if you can of yep. what we just talked about. Yep. That's what I would do. I wouldn't overwhelm myself if I need to segment my list. I need to do this because it becomes honestly like overwhelming, like with time mm. and sophistication, you'll get there. But if you just say, I'm just going to send people like the new listings. I'm just going to tell them about this. I'm going to tell them about a shoot as well. And that's all I'm going to do. You're actually nurturing the leads. You know, you are yep. And just make sure that it's fresh content. It's not boring. And I've sent you an example of what it looks like. So um, check that out and just follow that. Tell me anything else. Like I've talked to you about like going with the Facebook ad, going with the many chat high intent strategy and the download the report. And I think this email thing is going to really pay as well. Um, what else? Do you know Instagram a bit or a lot? Or at I do. All? Uh, I, I mean, Instagram is managed by Facebook as well mm. in terms of the ads. What were you yeah. wanting to do on Instagram? You wanted to... Um, I'm get- not sure. Like, for example, it's like search by keywords, things like this, like trying to, trying to target people that will post, for example, like if people post about location or if people look for location, or I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's not like... To start with. You know, like, you know, it's not like Facebook groups that, that it doesn't have the... Um, it doesn't have the thing that Facebook groups has. That's my experience on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Where I thought Instagram is, I invested a lot of time into influencers on Instagram. Yeah. Grew my Instagram as well, you know, to more than ten thousand. And then it, it's a really long game, by the way, mm-hmm. Instagram. Because you've already had so much maturity and time. But I do think, you know, good content you can play into it. But it, I found it very difficult to penetrate. Instagram unless you had big budgets and you can work with the influencers on there and if you're just about brand and everything like that so me personally like I have I, when I pl- when I put my ads when I do put my ads on I do take positions in Instagram and but what I see that pays more is these stories like message messenger stories and stuff like that um yep. in Facebook it just as it, it does it's it just pays more in terms of its lower cost of acquisition it's cheaper. Um, and so, yeah, with, with Instagram, I think you would do really well, definitely, but you have to have, I think, big pockets because it's already so mm-hmm. matured, very matured yeah. platform. It's got a lot of, um, got a lot. And if, would you go and be, you're right. I might go and be like, wow, I really like this pool. Like, you know, and have you talked to, have you interviewed the video creators and stuff like on how they search for pools? on there or using Instagram like or do they just get inspiration from there to be honest I'm not sure um yeah I would want to know if they make blank positions there or if it's just an inspirational kind of thing that would be mm. interesting you when you take the ad positions that I told you about taking like download the report or um the other sort of stuff I would you can take positions there um like we didn't cover one thing Caroline like if you've got some more budget left after you've in the leads and they've landed on a particular page you know you can retarget them and show them a carousel ad of all your locations that as you know when you land on um airbnb based on a url that you land on they kind of show you mm-hmm. they kind of show you later on the carousel of all the stuff so it keeps it mm-hmm. in your mind mm-hmm. um that, that's something you can you can definitely you know invest into so if you want to keep going and having an getting people to keep thinking about you. The email thing is a lot more cheaper, you know, because it's not costing you every time. But the retargeting ad is a different position you can do. So based on every URL that you have in Scout League, you can actually set up. Um, so if there's Kitchen, I think there's Sydney slash Kitchen. I'm sure there's there's a URL for Kitchen Sydney. If someone lands on that, yes. They, need to, be, they need to be changed. I was listening to the other... Yeah, I was going to tell you that as well. I forgot to tell you, but I hope you picked it up from my other um, show that the URL is really important for you as well. And I know that uh, we need to change that. I wanted to make sure that we had the new site before trying to change anything because 
um, definitely take and do you know about local do you know about schemas schema markup no okay okay so schema markup since we've moved to the seo url situation um in marketplaces schema markup is amazing so you can mark up every page automatically you can tell your web development team but put in a local schema markup on each profile you have and you can tell google that this is a local um you know listing and this is you know about photo shoots or this is about car or this is about blah 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 it kind of helps them understand like what is this page about um so I don't know what which kind of local schema you can use but I was thinking like you know there must be local business schema like this is a this is a photo shoot um this is a car there might be one for you so there's like thousand pages of local schema it usually works well for like hair salon marketplaces or beauty salon which aggregates Mm -hmm. business owners but there might be one for you and okay in the local schema you come up a lot more in google like as in Mm. all of your pages come up it's just you can look it up i don't know how don't know if you can find a schema for your particular line because it's like it's a service i guess so they have a service-based schema but it could help you it's a technical thing and you can just have it sitting behind all the people okay no i didn't know about that cool thanks sort of last thing you know that's because like, I don't want to overwhelm you on um on on, on it all. So yeah, but but that's always the issue. Like, there's so many things that we can do. Like, um. Also, yeah. Sorry, can I ask you last question? Uh, so we we're starting to do blog posts, and uh, we're just going to publish them. And I heard uh your last build email and we're like be careful about your content and everything. And I was like, okay, so I need to make sure that like we're going to publish them. How are we? Like, what's your top tips about, like, um, like what do we need to make sure that we do when we think that the content is good, but any any special tips about that? Okay. So if you're going to post content, yeah. um, one thing that makes good content is that it has images and text throughout now. Yep. So, you know, for every, like, you know, three, four, five sentences, if you can put in an image, that yep. rates really well. The longer, yep. like, the 1,000 to 1,500 word is um you know really good and also it's like seven steps or seven things or the how to do this like those kind of um does really well and if i my biggest tip is i would be looking at a keyword that you want to rank for and i'd be looking at what blog is doing well and i'd be trying to beat i'd try and outbeat that blog so i wouldn't be like i think that i'm going to today wake up and write about swimming pools i wouldn't do that I just wouldn't play like that. It's very much about what's the best content that is rating for that keyword. Mm-hmm. So in Sydney, and I'm that. That's the only thing that you want to do is look at that content and see how you can make it better. Yeah, I love this idea. Uh, yeah, we definitely so, didn't do that yet. Do that. So don't think about ideas. Just look at what's ranking better and write it better. That's that's mm. the big thing. And yeah, yeah. HubSpot has a very good list of like the 100 blog posts that you should write and i really like i don't know if you've seen that but no, uh, like, yeah. like you just have to put like what's your topic for example i will put like photo shoots and they will yeah. give you like how to like blah 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 and and it's exactly keywords of like if it's like um swimming pools in sydney you know i would be writing like the 10 best swimming pools in sydney mm. that you can see because you're trying to drive traffic to people that are trying to get, you know, swimming pools and you're trying to rank for that particular keyword. So, um, or, or because, or seven places you have to shoot in Sydney, mm. you know, so it's it, very concentrated. Does it make any difference after if you um, publish it on your website and after publish it on LinkedIn or publish it on Facebook? You have to do your website first, always. Website first, then after yeah. you republish it outside? Then you do, yeah, then you can do medium LinkedIn. Um, so it's always time-stamped. So it's about the time-stamp. So you want, it, you want to make sure you do website first. Otherwise, you can be, it can look like you plagiarize content. What do you mean time-stamp? I don't know this concept. Um, because you time-stamp, like as in you published it mm-hmm. on website first, that will be the yeah. major domain. So you haven't plagiarized the content. Right, because it's oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Google is worried about you plagiarizing content. So when I'm telling you go and look the, look at the best 
content and um, I'm kind of telling you plagiarize that, but I'm kind of not because I'm saying write it better, like provide yeah. more value. So, um, you know, Google doesn't like you to do plagiarism. So if it would be very easy for me to go and look at the top blog and just copy and paste it and that will never rank because yeah. they can tell that. So if you go and post your article on LinkedIn and then you post it afterwards on your um, website, it looks like the authority is there with LinkedIn. Mm, yeah, cool. That's a very good point. I didn't so realize that. Go, go, go crazy. <laughs> and can you, like, for example, if you interview someone in your, like, if you're speaking about someone or a project, so do you link them into your blog post and link them as well into your, um, yeah. into your post on, um, is it really? better to link them again on, for example, if I'm going to speak about someone, like they just did a, a shoot yeah. and they're speaking about their shoot or something in their blog post. Do you put again their URL and everything uh, if I'm going to post about it yeah. on LinkedIn as well or they just yeah. follow the... Yeah, post about, always link people, always link people. So if you link people on your website, that's yeah. fantastic. So for every blog you do, if you can do two internal links and two external links, that's another tip, there you go. So two internal links means two places that they can click to go to another place of your website, inside of your website. So it could be a search yeah. page and then two external links could be to other websites that you mentioned that it actually richens your blog further because you you're connecting into the whole web now yeah so it could be like you know the photographer that you did the shoot with so you're referencing them or it could be something else but you're linking yourself into the that whole network and showing to google like i'm really connected and when you do the same thing on linkedin you by tagging people your post will do better because algorithm likes that it's showing you are authentic and you're legit like you know like me and you are talking if i linked you it'll get me much more better reach and connection that we're connected and she's a really authentic person because a lot of the times these algorithms are trying to find out who's genuine who's not who's connected mm. who's not so yeah link everyone yeah. everywhere doing it there and there cool amazing a lot of good tips that's very good thank cool. you so it's a wrap so we've gone for like an hour so i guess if I was to download everything I said, because I try and do one thing, I really think okay. I believe in, I really believe in the worldstate.com.au uh, or domain positions from a paid perspective. I believe that you should focus your marketing campaign like we did in terms of Sydney swimming pool, Sydney um, kitchens, like that's how it should be led. And then it should be targeted through things like the Facebook ads or like the Facebook groups, I mean, and like the realestate.com. In terms of lead generation and getting people to book, I believe that you can use Facebook ads in actually targeting job titles, just like you are on LinkedIn and lead generating them in by showing them and sending them the ability so they can send you a message. So it was a different yep. strategy than sending them to your um sending them to your actual website. And the second strategy I said was let them download a report and then nurture yep. them and nurture everything. And I think the biggest tip that I think will really be helpful to you is to start this emails once, to, twice every month um, about these are the new listings and the second email is this is a shoot we did. So, and then we wrapped up and we talked about um, your URLs and your blogs and that's a much more longer term game that you can play and schema and all that. If anything that I'd love you to start doing is definitely the emails because you've already got them and you can start going. So that's it. Thank you so much for this. We'll be back next week, guys. And that's it for today. It's a wrap. So we are... Thank you for doing it. Thank you for coming on, Caroline. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.